This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Well, look at you, Southwick. You scared them away. They're, they're running like little girls chasing the bus. Well, it's uh, nice to see that when a community comes together, they can get things done. Yeah, yeah, Carvana running away with their tails between their legs. 250 of you showing up at a meeting and telling them to get the hell out of here. Maybe they'll build a roller coaster instead. Yeah, they should. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Man, it's a jammed up show today. Uh, Not only do we have tickets to see the Black Crows and their 30th anniversary tour of Shake Your Money Maker coming to the Xfinity Theater in Hartford. But we're also going to be talking to somebody about Farm Aid, which is coming to the Xfinity Theater in Hartford on September 25th. We'll have tickets to that show as well. Again, the second time that the Farm Aid will be in Connecticut. And then you kind of think about it more as Indiana, Iowa, the Midwest. Hell, why not close to the Midwest Hartford? Well, there's plenty of farmland in Hartford. Not so much anymore. Well, there's the uh, the West Farms Mall, not too far yeah. away from there. Uh, Actually, not a not a farm. Come on, what are you talking nah, about? Nah, 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 nah. It says so right there on the sign. Mm-hmm. And also, Doctor West Chesterson's been a long time since he's uh, been with us. He's got some eye-opening admissions and some new music to share. That's after eight o'clock. It's five thirty-six on Rock One Hundred Five Fifty-One, and the Doors on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh, well, we ended up not getting any rain yesterday, which was not bad. Um, today. There is a possibility. Partly sunny in the morning. Afternoon thunderstorms could have wind and hail with them. And a high of 81. And then tomorrow, just sunshine 81. 66 now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nagel the Rock? What to do? Well, Jeff Bezos' new Shepard's uh, spaceship looks so much like a penis, and Bezos looks so much like Dr. Evil that it was given the Austin Powers memes treatment uh, after flying uh, through his, his space flight yesterday. But Jon Stewart took things even further. His new Apple TV series, The Problem with Jon Stewart, doesn't premiere until September, but the crew put together a sketch about narcissistic billionaires and their phallic-shaped rockets battling for supremacy in outer space. It stars Jason Alexander as Bezos, Tracy Morgan as his diverse friend, and a mop as Richard Branson. A mop. (laughs) They just used the mop to signify Richard Branson. Yeah, how Hollywood is. It's all typecasting. Uh-huh. Uh, in the sketch, Alexander puts on a cowboy hat, just like Bezos did yesterday, but the sketch was filmed weeks ago, so what they meant to, uh, as an over-the-top moment of parody, Bezos actually did for real. Now you wonder whether or not he saw that video, and that's why he wore the cowboy hat. Right. You know, I uh, I think I said it to you immediately. Hey, that thing looks like a penis. And then, yeah. I, and then what happened uh, after that throughout the day is that I was not alone in, in believing that. Mm. That you know, it's one thing to have like a a, a uh, an obelisk type of structure with a pointy end, mm. as opposed to the mushroom cap that yep. it had. That uh, I've never, I can't really yeah. say I've seen very much of that in space flight. At least it didn't take off out of a mountain with Jeff Bezos's face on the front of it. <laughs> they have J. Uh, Tracy Morgan sitting there with Jason Alexander, uh-huh. Bezos, and he's like, uh, and Tracy Morgan goes, you know they put an ape up in space back in the 60s, right? 
and he goes, yes, but not in a rocket that looks like a penis. My penis! As you may remember, John's good friend Stephen Colbert actually hosted the live stream of Branson Space Flight on July 11th and had Branson on the late show to talk about it. After being such a, an unapologetic cheerleader for Branson's flight, it would be interesting to get his take on John's new skit. Speaking of critics, Meghan McCain slammed Bezos for going to space while Amazon employees have to pee in water bottles. Well, Bezos probably had to pee in a water bottle too, even though it was only 11 minutes. I bet you he had a nice suction cup pee thing. Don't, I don't, know. They, don't he, they attach you to something? He's or? divorced now, so I don't know. I don't know. It's like every time you travel, you want to go before you leave. Yeah. What? One of the, uh, I don't know who it was. I think it was the younger brother, maybe. Yes. Who, oh. during the press conference. Oh, it's his older brother. Oh, it's his older brother. Yeah. Uh, said something like, I just want to thank all the Amazon employees for paying for this. No, uh, Jeff Bezos said that. Oh, that was Jeff yeah. Bezos? Yeah, oh, he I said that. Yeah, okay. I, I want to thank that. all the employees and customers who oh, paid for this. And then God. he said he wanted a refund. Yeah. What a, what a dick, really. Yeah, he is a kind well, of a jerk. I guess if you have that much money, you can be. Of course, of course you can. Uh, okay, Do you, I have two uh, Hollywood uh, conflicts going on here. Do you want to hear the one less talked about or the one the most talked about? Uh, mm, Let's do the one less talked about uh, first. Uh, Tarek El Moussa literally flipped out on his ex-wife Christina Hack last week on the set of their HGTV show Flip or Flop. He apparently didn't like the way she or the crew members signaled to him that they were ready to begin shooting. Tarek went off on Christina claiming he made her and that she's a quote washed up loser and that he enjoys watching her fail. He even compared her to his fiance Heather Ray Young saying that Heather is way hotter and way richer. So he's got a new fiance and he's still doing a TV show with the ex-wife? Yeah. And that, that might have uh, well, failure. Well, it's, ha- it's happened before. I'm sure if you're under contract with something, uh, you need to complete it. Yeah, I would like to think that you'd write the contract to say, in the event our marriage breaks up, we're going to stop doing this show. Tarek uh, also allegedly yelled, quote, look at me. It's called winning. The world knows you're crazy. I'd yeah. say uh, she's mm. the winner here for no longer being married to him. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say so, too. She should count her blessings. Uh, and if you're wondering, this was not the first time that he had gone, uh, gone after her on set. Apparently, his anger stems from her recently revealing that she smoked toad venom, so he's concerned for their children's safety. Can you uh, actually do that? Mm. Yeah, I guess you can. You can smoke it? Yeah, apparently it's some sort of, uh, you know, hallucinogenic thing. How do you get it? I don't know. You have to coax it out of the toad. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you got to squeeze squeeze a toad. Is this like getting uh, orange juice out of an orange? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Tarek and Christina were married from 2009 to 2018 and have two kids together. Oh, thank God I know that now. But both of them are hot, the fiance and her. Oh, okay. I thought you meant her and him. No, he's he's not. not he's, he's not, not easy that on the eyes of you. Yeah. Uh, well, the Happy Days family imploded yesterday when Fonzie and his little cousin Chachi got into a Twitter fight. Really? This is not 1974, by the way. Uh, Scott Bay- uh, Bayo posted an image of those Texas Democrats who fled to Washington, D.C. to avoid a vote on a state voter restriction law, but they all had coronavirus germs photoshopped over their heads. Well, that rubbed Henry Winkler the wrong way. He responded, I missed it. Why is this funny? Our country is in danger, at risk. If for nobody else, please get vaccinated for yourself. And Scott replied, these grandstanding politicians flouted the rules and now have five uh, 
five cases of COVID. That's not funny at all, but it is ironic. What's your point? You know, it's interesting. Back in the 70s, all Henry Winkler had to do was, like, you know, punch a jukebox and say, hey, and everything changes. Everyone's opinion, uh, everybody shuts up. What and was- now the... He's gotten so old that uh, even Chachi's mouthing back at him. What was the familial uh, connection? Cousins. Cousins? They were cousins. Well, was was Fonzie even related to them, the Cunninghams? No, he was related to Chachi, but oh. he was Richie's yeah. best friend. Okay. Right. Chuck, I knew he wasn't related to the Cunninghams, but... The older brother Chuck moves out. Fonzie gets the apartment. Yeah, but I thought Chachi was his nephew. Maybe that's what it was. But who? I mean, his sister's kid, his hey, it brother's never, it was kid. N- never discussed. Yeah, Fonzie was a Rolling Stone, by the way. You know where he laid his hat was his home. That's right. Tom Brady. But the- when he died, well, he hadn't died yet. All he left was uh, alone. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers had their White House visit yesterday, and Brady cracked an election joke. He said, quote, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. You understand that, Mr. President? And then Biden oh, replied, yeah. oh, I understand that. <laughs> you, you know what? I don't think Joe Biden understood anything he said. Yeah, Biden was like, not. where's my pills? Okay, yeah, you, uh, good-looking guy. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know what you're talking about, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Oh, yeah. At Aware Recovery Care. Winner of 2021. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Remember a few months ago when I told you that paying college athletes with endorsement money was a slippery slope that had the potential to cause more harm than good? No? Well, I'm pretty sure I must have been thinking about that in my head. Because while I'm just a few short weeks away from writing a couple of big fat checks to send two of my kids back to college, there are some college football players who are already stacking endorsement deals despite never having played a single game. Yesterday, Alabama head coach Nick Saban spoke at the Texas High School Coaches Association at their annual convention, and during his presentation, he announced that Crimson Tide sophomore quarterback Bryce Young has already accumulated nearly a million dollars in endorsement deals. That's a 19-year-old kid with nearly a million dollars despite never having started a single game under Nick Saban. And that's because last year he was the backup for Mac Jones, who would wind up being drafted by the Patriots. What's even more incredible is that these endorsement opportunities didn't start rolling in until Bryce Young signed a representation agreement with CAA, the Creative Artist Agency, just 19 days ago. How many other backup players have received endorsement deals so far? I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure they don't add up to close to a million dollars. Meanwhile, my two college-age kids have yet to receive any endorsement deals so far, primarily because they happen to have been saddled with the misfortune of academic achievement instead. I also know that if someone had placed nearly a million dollars in my hands when I was a college sophomore at 19 years old, my liver would have fallen out. And yet, give a kid a football and the promise of being a starting quarterback, and that kid is looking at making it serious bank, even if he sucks. And yet, sponsors are falling all over themselves just to use his name and likeness on their products without having thrown a single pass in a Crimson Tide uniform. Does that seem slightly messed up to you? Because it seems slightly messed up to me, especially as I'm looking to write a couple of checks worth a few thousand dollars within the next three weeks. Having said that, 
Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's July sales flyer and your phone or computer is loaded with bargains like the Cabot Deck Stain Sale or the Craftsman Power Tool Sale and so much more. Every month there's a new bunch of sales. The new Rocky's Flyer Jam Pack with savings available right now at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield 613 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. So morning sun and then afternoon uh, could get a little ugly between like noon and four is what they're saying on uh, 22. And then tomorrow sunny and no humidity or at least a lot less humidity and both days uh, a high of 81. It- uh, before you start, a couple things coming up uh, later on this morning. Jen Fahey from Farm Aid is going to be uh, on the phone. I don't know if she's from Farm Aid or the Xfinity Theater, but they're coming to the Xfinity Theater uh, in September, the 25th, uh, we'll be talking to her, and we'll have tickets. Also, tickets to see the Black Crows at the Xfinity Theater this weekend, and Dr. Wes Chesterson uh, in here after 8 o'clock. Speaking of uh, farms, uh, it appears as though the folks in Southwick have run out uh, Carvana, uh, Hunana, I believe it is, um, from coming to their town. Last night, 250 people showed up. Which is... Almost more than the amount of the people living in that. Uh, almost. And uh, big meeting at the high school in the auditorium. One of the things I don't get about this, uh, from the article in, in Mass Live anyway, the board only accepted, this would be the planning board, the board only accepted public comments from residents about topics not related to Carvana during the meeting. One resident backed up the board by saying, you've taken some real heat here you don't deserve. And several other women stood up in agreement. So the whole idea behind having this meeting, I thought, was, uh, well, I mean, I know many public meetings don't necessarily allow public comments. It's it's the planning board or the organization that is meeting publicly, right. but it doesn't necessarily mean there's always going to be comments. It also doesn't mean there's only one item on the agenda. There could have been right. other things on the agenda that they last, opened it up to. This one last night was only about this, because that's what happened at the last one. It was uh, They were talking about other things. By the time they finally got around to Carvana, people had gone home and, and didn't want it. So this meeting was only about that. Um, uh, for, about 20 residents formed Save Southwick, Save Southwick, which did uh, hours of research with a 24-page paper on their opposition. They raised $20,000 in legal fees. They hired Tim Ryan uh, from Springfield as their lawyer. And yesterday, the developer, Rob Levesque of Levesque Associates, uh, spoke calmly to the sometimes angry crowd and yet kind of gave them one of those little parenting uh, talks. It would help you to not have projects that you don't want, and it would help me not getting my butt kicked all the time if you would read the zoning laws and realize this is allowed on this property. So take that. Yeah. But, you know, so, but the decision yesterday was that they could withdraw their application but submit a new one. The, 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 the wording is withdraw their application without prejudice, which means they could submit a new proposal, but Carvana's saying, you know what, forget it. They're not going to. We're not going to do that. We're going to no. move on. Yeah. And, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, having grown up in a, in, a, in a small rural community with virtually 
no industry whatsoever. Good for the people of Southwick for uh, for being able to fight this. You don't move into a town like Southwick uh, to bring these kinds of you know high traffic businesses uh, to your town. You you move to a Southwick to avoid that kind of thing. And and if it were me, I wouldn't be very happy about it either. If I were living there. During the meeting, board members were repeatedly interrupted by people who tried to offer their opinions, saying it shouldn't have gotten this far and fire the selectmen. Um, and, and there are people, and they interviewed one on uh, 22 News this morning also, who uh, last night they interviewed him, uh, saying, you know, well, we don't, we don't know that they're not going to come back here and do this again. They're not. Okay. They, they have plenty of other places to go. You've made your point. They've heard it. They're they're not going to all of a sudden turn around and have something called a Varkana uh, buying this property for unknown reasons. Yeah. Now that's not to prevent somebody else from you know swapping you know swarming into that uh, property and doing something with it. But if if I'm another company and I've seen how the town responds to uh, their Carvana uh, proposal. I would probably think twice about whether I'd want to go into Southwick. Well, and they also said on 22 News last night that the planning board and the town, the the people, will try to change the zoning laws so another company can't do something like this and uh, come in and create a a company like this or the traffic situation that this would bring with it. Um, That that's what you got to do. You change the zoning. So that this can't happen. You know, I know that the people are, are pissed off at the planning board and the and the, the town council or, you know, however their government is set up. But, you know, I mean, these are people that are looking at this opportunity as a way of attracting tax revenue to their town. And like a lot of small towns uh, throughout not only the state of Massachusetts, but all across America, you know, they're looking at their budgets. They're looking at, you know, people who have been able to pay their taxes during a pandemic. And they realize, hey, you know what? We're, we're kind of facing a budget crunch here. We need to find new ways of generating revenue short of upping your property taxes. Mm-hmm. So when something like this comes around, you can see how, you know, those in charge of making decisions in your town say, well, this might be somewhat of a Band-Aid to our, to our problems. But, you know, I mean, I know that... For example, in Rehoboth, where I grew up, they've had problems, you know, funding their school system, and their school system has kind of fallen, uh, you know, by the wayside. A lot of problems with the building, a lot of problems with services, uh, sports have been uh, have been canceled. They kind of face the same type of thing. They need new ways of generating revenue, but nobody who lives there wants to see it in their town. So it's kind of very similar to what Southwick is going going through. You know, you, you want to generate revenue, but nobody wants to see their tax revenue raised. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is a real concern for the town and its residents, and that duplicates itself all over the all over the state. Listen, I I was uh, I was just kind of playing along with the whole thing. Um, I mean, if I if I lived in Southwick, I probably wouldn't want something like this. More importantly, it just and, and there's even a person from Southwick who's quoted as saying, we're also going to make sure that they don't move to someplace nearby like Westfield. Okay, you know what? You fought your battle and you won it. It's for Westfield to now fight their own. You can't say as a community that they wanted to come to 
not only do we not want you here, we don't want you anywhere within right. a certain radius. But they're but they're also saying, hey, one of the ways to get to Westfield is ten and two oh two. Yeah. And so well, they're looking at their roadways being a part of any future plan for Westfield. But you're absolutely right. That's Westfield's battle to exactly. fight. Exactly. And uh Westfield is where a an exit is off the mass pike. So it does make a lot more sense to be in Westfield than it would in Southwick. But uh Hey, uh, you people! You, you won yourself. Uh, you won yourself a fight. Here, here's one I'm surprised actually hasn't happened, and I don't know that it hasn't. It just certainly hasn't gotten this kind of publicity. Is um, the residents of Southwick who live on Lake Congamon? Um, you know, you talk about taxes. I'm sure the property taxes to live on the lake are very high. And I also believe there's probably a lot of houses over there that are on things like Airbnb and VRBO. And I'm surprised that the the people of the town of Southwick have said, we don't want uh, vacationers coming in and renting the homes of townspeople in uh, around the lake because mm-hmm. there's too much partying, there's too much noise, there's too much disturbance on the lake. How about that? How come you, how come you people haven't stopped that? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it, it's not the same type of you know traffic issues for that no. as you would have with a place that's bringing in twelve hundred cars per day. No, but it's still a quality of life issue. Sure, that it might affect an awful lot of other people who live near that lake. Yeah. Well, by by the way, the the, the property taxes around the lake. They're all set at the same rate, but the values of the property around the lake, those are elevated mm-hmm. simply because it's, it's waterfront property. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah, I mean, there are lots of people that aren't really happy with that idea. You're bringing a bunch of people that don't respect the lake or respect the town. They're just there to to stay for a week and go. Yeah. What about I, them? I, I, I don't really have an issue with uh, properties being converted into Airbnb properties. I don't really have an issue with that. But then again... I'm not living in a town where there's a lot of that going on, as yeah. far as as far as I know. But if you're talking about a facility where you've got a thousand cars coming in uh, all the time, I would have a big problem with that. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a little bit of a tough comparison. Now, you won the battle. I wouldn't worry about them trying to come back again. It's like when uh, uh, Walmart wanted to go to Greenfield. Okay. Greenfield said no. Walmart said fine. They went somewhere else and built another store. That's what Carvana is going to do. But yet there's a BJ's in Greenfield. Well, um, actually, there's many of them. <laughs> I'm saying there's many big uh, big stores uh, in Greenfield. It's 624 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. 102. You know, we talked to uh, Shane Brooks yesterday about the uh, municipal internet that uh, Chickabee is providing through Chickabee Electric. Right. It's just internet. It's not cable. Um, I wish it was cable. I, I just, I don't understand, you know, the monopoly, first of all, that that exists among the cable companies. And secondly, you know, I, I've got one cable company for Chickabee and a different one down at the place in Florida. And man, do I wish the company that's in Florida was in Chickabee. Um, I brought my DVR back a couple of months ago because it was doing something. I can't even remember what it was doing badly, but I, I brought it back and I got a brand new one. Recording your TV shows badly. It, well, I think it was doing something like that. And now um, I have about five hours of television recorded on my DVR 
and it's telling me it's 100% full. I can't, it, it's programmed to record the news every night at 6.30, NBC and ABC. I go home last night to watch the news, it's not there. Does it store stuff that you've already watched? No, no, I erased uh, I've erased everything that I've already watched. There's like five hours of programming sitting there recorded. That doesn't and seem, it says a hundred percent. That doesn't seem right. The other night it was it was ninety five percent full with like five shows on it. Are you skipping a step? Maybe. Nope. Uh, and I can't find how to like you know renew my space. There there doesn't seem to be any you know clear all button i have cleared all right. I, i've cleared all the stuff that i have programmed i literally don't use my dvr at all i i watch so little live television mm-hmm. network television i mean to me it's it's all streaming that's yep. that's what i watch i mean and i've got uh, you know netflix hulu hbo max uh, prime i, I watch those yeah. I, to me i'd rather i'd rather be binge watching a show than have to wait a week to see what oh, comes yeah. up next. No, I don't. I don't do that either. I don't. I don't do any of that anymore. I'm recording primarily uh, BBC, uh, British Parliament, uh, and um, Nat Geo, National Geographic. I re- I record a lot of things on those show on those stations, uh, those channels. But 100 percent full with five hours. That doesn't. Something's uh, something's not right with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's laugh. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, uh, a farmer is giving his wife last-minute instructions before he heads into town to do errands, right? Yes. Uh, he says to the wife, he says, hey, listen, that fellow from the vet is going to be along this afternoon to uh, inseminate one of the cows. Now, I've hung a nail by the right stall so that he'll know which of the cows to inseminate. And uh, then he's satisfied that his mentally challenged wife will understand those instructions and he can leave town. For some reason, he has admittedly married a mentally challenged woman. And uh, that afternoon, uh, the inseminator arrives and the wife takes him out to the barn uh, right to that stall with the nail on it, and uh, she says, it's uh, it's this cow right here. And the inseminator says, well, what's the nail for? And she says, well, I, I guess it's to hang your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> she she thinks that the guy's the actually going to use his own thing to inseminate the cow. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! Baxen O'Brien. Will today be your lucky day? The Mass Lottery is giving you the chance to win $365,000 a year for life tonight and every night with Lucky for Life drawings, now seven days a week. So pick up a ticket today right here in the state of winning. Must be 18 or older to play. Did you know that a debt management plan with Cambridge Credit Counseling works to help you keep an existing credit card open and lets you pay down your debt at lower interest rates, saving you money? Call 1-800-CAMBRIDGE. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. 
I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association and this station. I wasn't able to sleep in my own bed. Because of my wife's struggles with CPAP, I had to move out, out to the couch, out to the recliner, out to my son's bunk bed. That is, until she started using Inspire, a sleep apnea treatment that works inside her body with just the click of a remote. Get back to sleeping in your own bed with Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. To learn more, visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. 635 of Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. Donate a portion of every purchase to a local charity. Learn more at WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A car crashed into a building at the Gulf Gas Station on McKinstry Avenue in Chicopee this morning. It happened in the area of 707 McKinstry Avenue just before 3 a.m. The uh, car crashed into the window of the convenience store. No word yet f- from officials about any injuries or what caused the crash. It showed it on 22 News. I don't. First of all, I had no idea that that gas station has a McKinstry Street address. It faces Grattan Street. But um, the way the car was into the building wasn't exactly in line with the with the road. It was perpendicular to McKinstry Avenue. And the way the intersection of McKinstry and, and Grattan Street come together, I suppose it's possible it might have been traveling down Grattan Street and failed to negotiate the turn, but it's kind of weird the way it's into the side of the building. But um, his glass all, and the car had already been removed by the time 22 came on at 5 o'clock, uh, but there's glass all over the place. Although I bet that's probably been swept up now, too. Well, physics are physics, you know? They and, are uh, physics. You can't really tell what the heck they're going to do. No. That's why they have people that uh, investigate these things, whereas we don't. They're called physicians. An attack on an employee of the Department of Youth Services facility on Tinkham Road in Springfield on June 30th has resulted in the death of an employee and the 16-year-old suspect being kept in custody, according to the Hamden District Attorney's Office. The DA's office confirmed Tuesday that a DYS employee identified as 60-year-old James Hillman of Springfield had died in the aftermath of the assault. The date of his death was not released. The alleged suspect, a 16-year-old male, remains in DYS custody as a secure facility. His identity is currently being withheld pursuant to laws relating to identification of juveniles and while charges are pending. Springfield police had responded to a call from the DYS facility on June 30th reporting that Hillman had been assaulted by a juvenile. Hillman was... uh, was treated uh, at the scene and then transported to Bay State Medical Center. Uh, Anthony Galuni said this is an ongoing and homicide investigation being conducted by the Massachusetts State Detective Unit assigned to the Hamden District Attorney's Unit. Uh, we express our full sympathies to Mr. Hillman's family. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you, you, you hear about a person being injured and you don't realize how seriously. It's like, uh, it's like the man... Who bumped into the bike up on the uh, up on the X? And oh, no. um, my under—I mean, I don't know what his current condition is, but my understanding is at some point shortly thereafter he was on a respirator. He was on a ventilator. Well, they, they said, I mean, it was you know critically injured. Well, yeah, they did say critically injured, but it still didn't it didn't. That doesn't necessarily mean 
permanently injured. And then when you hear respirator or ventilator, you're like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I understand there are HIPAA laws, but you, you don't, I guess you don't appreciate the, the, um, atrocity or the seriousness of a crime when all you hear is that the victim was seriously injured or even critically injured. You know, I mean, wow. it's, it, it was bad. And obviously so was this thing at the DYS facility. Former Chicopee Police uh, Public Information Officer Mike Wilk is back on the force. The Chicopee Mayor's Office confirmed uh, this to 22 News Tuesday night. Wilk retired after being demoted over offensive social media posts. Wilk said the demotion did not play a role in his decision. Did, the, did he post that on social media? I think he probably did. Uh, according to the mayor's office, Wilkes' new position as a special officer will have nothing to do with his former public information officer position. Yeah, this is uh, like what I talked about the other day with um, the, the number of police officers that are retiring because, I mean, obviously for Wilk it was a different reason. He wasn't 65, but it's a mandatory retirement at 65. But what many departments can do and have done is bring back retired officers to do details. That's it. That's all they're doing is details. They're, wow. they're directing traffic at construction sites or, or uh, you know, DPW projects well, I and know things in, like that. In other departments, like the sheriff's department does this, the schools do that. They mm -hmm. will hire retirees as consultants. Right. And, you know, that's a good way of, uh, I'm not going to say it's getting around the system at all. No. Because they serve a... You know, important purpose when they're when they're working, but uh, you know we have consultants too, and most of those are out of work uh, broadcasters yeah, as well. Well, and the other and the other thing too, you know, with Massachusetts, you've got that double dipping thing, which this is not a part of. Like in, in Connecticut, they don't do that. Friend of mine, we we grew up together. We we're police explorers together. He did twenty years as a police officer in Hartford, and now he's an Enfield police officer. That would not be allowed in Massachusetts because it's considered double dipping. I think into the into the, the retirement. It's system. still the, yeah, it's still the same state retirement system. Yeah. But if you were to say get a job as a cop in Massachusetts, no, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. Then he would be fine. It's yeah. like putting your mouth in the entire bowl, your whole face, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's double dipping. So he should uh, he should probably stay off Facebook. The only thing he's going to be allowed to do is uh, still use those cute little Mickey Mouse ears filter on snapchat yeah, he, can, he can still do that <laughs> yes he can yeah. the massachusetts rmv has announced that they are taking applications for the 2021 low plate lumber lottery online <laughs> yay why is this such a big deal status steve who's not impressed with someone with a low number i'm not I'm not. Well, that's I'm gonna That's the two of you. Apparently you two uh, losers don't know what real sophistication is all about. You know, unless the random plate that's generated uh, to me by the RMV uh, spells something like loser or something like that, it would be the only time I would request another plate, but I wouldn't who care? What what is the big deal? There's about a lot thing? of people who who think that they are special by letting other people see Either a vanity plate or a customized message mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, I remember a guy years ago who had uh, 
the numbers, I think it was 93A or something like that on it. Mm-hmm. But it, he's like, oh, yeah, that'll get that. I'll never get a ticket because of that license plate because that indicated some, I don't even know what the hell law he was talking about. But <laughs> and it was, when Alson was his car impounded? Uh, six weeks later. Yeah. 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 But I, I just, I don't understand. You're paying extra money to these. Mm-hmm. RMV thieves, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this year's lottery has 200 low number plates available for contestants to potentially win. Those interested in entering the lottery do not have to pay a fee to enter. However, the winners will have to pay the required fees associated with changing or updating your license plate. Some of this year's plates include. Are you ready? You mean, by the way, you mean the RM thieves? The RM thieves. I like that. <laughs> Good for you. Two ten. Two ten. Two seven six two. Mm-hmm. 1H24L. Bingo! Yay! You sunk my battleship. A full list of the uh, rules for the lottery can be found on the RMV's website. You know, mm. I, I've, I've never been one for uh, to even consider a vanity plate because I just don't, when I'm on the road, I don't want to have to draw any further attention to myself it, than I have to. It's just like drawing attention to yourself with something ridiculous, you know, uh, those. Um, like the graphics on the side of your car if you don't own a business. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or driving some red three-wheeled motorcycle with the, with the wheel, two wheels in the front instead of the back. Yeah, yeah. why would you want to bring attention to yourself? Yeah, like especially that. if the driver yeah. of that uh, three-wheeled motorcycle had like an enormous head on top of these broad shoulders. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Avoiding shrapnel in yeah. the middle of the highway. I don't know uh, about... There's people out there that uh, take pictures of us, almost like paparazzi. Mm -hmm. Several people a few weeks ago were sending me pictures of your appearances places. Whose? You, John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, oh, he's at this place, and he's at this place. Well, like there needed to be some sort of proof of where you've been. Well, two things. First of all, do you remember a couple of years ago, Steve, when somebody, I I saw, I could tell somebody was taking a picture of me out at a a restaurant. I was sitting outdoors, and you texted me Mm -hmm. while I was sitting there and said, hey, somebody's uh, putting pictures of you up. Right. And I even told you exactly what position he was sitting in mm-hmm. opposite me and you were you're like yeah that's where he is and then the other thing is there were there was at least one example of someone during those 15 months that I was broadcasting from home who saw me at an outdoor restaurant and took a picture and sent it to the station and said hey how come O'Brien's out in public you know, if he can't be if he can't be coming to work, what's he doing out in public? What the hell is wrong with people? Uh, I, they got nothing better to do, I guess. And then, you know, I had uh, a couple of years ago, I had lunch with my sister down at Red Rose, mm-hmm. and then it, when when I leave, and then I check Facebook, this guy was taking pictures of me. Oh, look, it's Steve Nagel eating lunch. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. With, with some chick who's not his wife. <laughs> I had a guy take a picture of me falling asleep in the car line, picking up my kids at school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Well, that might have been somebody who was taking a picture of a parent falling asleep in the car line. No, because when he posted it on social media, right, he used my name, name uh, from Rock 102. Uh, uh, it was yeah. very, very specific. There you go. You fell asleep in the car line? I always fell asleep in the car line. Well, because you're waiting there forever. Well, you had to get there 45 minutes early just to get into the into a decent position. Oh, see, no, I don't do that. Well. 
Why do you got to be in a decent position for? Because otherwise you're there all. Otherwise you're there for, for longer than forty five minutes. The way they did it was all jacked up. But that uh, you know, thankfully the kids once they went to high school, it was a very easy process. When uh, when the school changed all the pickup rules for the COVID stuff, when the kids fully went back, right? The line was ridiculously long. Like it, the it was, I would say it was probably uh, nearly a quarter mile long the line mm. and it was taken forever so then i said hey you know what i'm going to give you guys permission to walk home from school and i'll meet you at the corner shaved off 15 minutes of the pickup time and they were probably walking yeah. as far to get to the car as they would have to get home right yeah that's that's what i'm saying yeah. it, it, it yeah. worked out well a uh, Boston lottery sales clerk tried cheating a woman out of her winnings. Amelia Smith was supposed to receive $1,000 from the clerk at Ro- Roslindale Food Mart, but he withheld all the money before only letting her get $500. Smith bought the tickets and returned to her car when, to her excitement, a $5 ticket seemed like a winner. She returned it to the Food Mart to collect the winnings and heard the machine's tune of success. <laughs> the machine makes noise for a winning ticket? If you win. It, 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 like, does this tim- and, timpani of trumpets. And does the noise change based on the amount of the win? No, it just says, yeah. you know, it's one sound. Yeah. Uh, according to Smith, when the pink slip came out of the machine, the sales clerk just grabbed it and would not give her the validation slip or return her scratch ticket. Ultimately, the clerk gave Smith $500 in cash from the register, but she had a feeling that something was up, so she called the lottery and the police. And, of course, they found out that this guy was cheating her out of 500 bucks. Now here's my so, question. So wait a minute, he gave, it was a thousand dollar winner. Yeah, and he, gives and he her gave her five hundred. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. You know, here's the thing though. Um, I thought, and maybe they've changed the rules about this since the casinos come in, because typically it was anything above six hundred dollars. You had to take that ticket to Brain a lottery tree. office, and a, yeah. and a and a and a local store clerk would not be able to cash that. It would say, "Take this to the lottery yeah. office." They might have raised it to a thousand dollars. I think they probably did because when you if you win a thousand dollars at MGM, you get to keep the cash. There's nobody only. I think it's a twelve hundred dollars, maybe. I think. I, would, gotta, I wouldn't know. I would never won anything like yeah. that before. Me either. Never won anything where they have to come out and see you. But. Uh, <laughs> What, what kind of a... Is that, is that just for winning, or could that also be for, like, uh, counting cards, loading dice, you know, well, that kind of stuff? no, it's a, it's a different uh, group of people that come out to see you, I'm sure, if you're counting cards. Uh, but it's still, um, yeah, I have never won enough to have to worry about taxes. I've lost enough to worry about it. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, not looking too good. Going to see some uh, severe thunderstorms later on this afternoon with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It is 65 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your tub and shower are overdue for an upgrade. The contractor horror stories. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 6.55 in the Black Crows on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine for the morning and then afternoon thunderstorms possible. High of 80. Tomorrow, 81 and sunny. Speaking of uh, the Black Crows, they're going to be at the Xfinity Theater on Sunday night. Tickets are still on sale at LiveNation.com. It's the 30th anniversary of their uh, album Shake Your Moneymaker, which was, uh, that was their big one. The big one. That was the big one. And uh, they're playing it in its entirety, plus all their hits as well. We happen to have a pair of tickets right now. 10th caller, 293-1021. 
you're going to go see the Black Crows at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford. And what's the word of the day? Uh, I will let you know uh, the word of the day next hour. Oh, that's it's a completely different contest. Totally different uh, contest. Yeah, and it's also that. different from the contest I'll do when we talk uh, to that lady about Farm Aid in Hartford. Holy mackerel. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very uh, busy show. Plus, Dr. Wes Chesterson is going to uh, reveal some things. He's got some brand new music out. He'll be uh, he'll be here after eight o'clock. Revealing that he's not a real doctor. I think it was uh, pretty safe to say it, we all knew he was not a real doctor. Oh, I don't know about that. I can remember one particular exam he gave me where I was pretty convinced he knew what he was doing. Well, he may have known what he was doing, but he is not a trained medical professional. Well, he gave me a fine bill of health. I'm sure he gave you the once over, but that's uh, not for medical purposes. So far as, say. as far as I know. Yeah. It was also not in network. <laughs> you were paying through the nose on that uh, no, one. Oh, no. It wasn't that end. It's 657 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. Lives. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I lived in Milwaukee back in the 80s and early 90s, the Milwaukee Bucks were a dreadful excuse for a, for, for a professional basketball team. They were just horrible. They were dreadful. Back then, the Washington Generals had a better winning percentage when they used to face the Harlem Globetrotters four days a week. They were simply a miserable miserable representation of professional basketball, saddled with terrible players, ineffective coaching, poor draft choices, and bumbling management during the years when Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls were mopping the floor with everybody else in the Eastern Conference. These guys were terrible, and they've been that way since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, to hell with this place, I'm leaving. That's been the history of the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, you've all heard about the mystique of the Boston Celtics, a franchise built upon the astonishing achievement of 17 NBA championships. Meanwhile, the mystique of the Bucks has always been, how come they're so awful? And yet, today they are NBA champions. Champions for the very first time since 1971, when I was five. Today, I'm into my fifth year of qualifying for AARP benefits. That's how long it's taken for the Milwaukee Bucks to no longer be an NBA death sentence. Last night's performance by Giannis Attentacumpo, 50 points. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to drain 50 points in the NBA championships at home after losing the first two games of the series? I'm asking because I really have no idea what it takes because I'm pretty sure that you'd never get that sort of production out of any guy who technically is old enough to remember the last time that team won a championship. Now, I should point out that I do not remember the last time the Milwaukee Bucks won a championship because, like you, I had no reason to give a crap. I don't really give a crap now other than to point out it's taken 50 years to get there. And having been in a situation where my favorite beloved local sports teams have taken years in between championship runs, it's the very least I can do to give credit where credit is due. And that is the very least I can do. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of fancy grills out there, but the New York Times top two grill picks, both Weber gas grills. Build right, price right. They don't get fancy. They just get the job done perfectly nearly every time. The best deal in gas grills is Weber, and you'll find them at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Van Halen on Rock 102. You know, normally when you have this kind of uh, rainforest humidity like we've been having for the last few weeks, uh, that's why it's hazy outside. It's weird. Yesterday, it was very hazy. It was also very humid. But the haze is being caused by the fires 
out on the West Coast. There's a humongous fire in Oregon uh, that's been burning for I don't know how long, a while. And that smoke is actually what made yesterday so hazy around here. It's literally smoke from a distant fire. Oh, you got that right. Um, Speaking of being distant, so yesterday uh, Jeff Bezos and his brother and some 18-year-old punk kid and... Uh, With a very rich father. Yeah, and some uh, 70-year-old woman who actually had all the training of an astronaut, but because back then women weren't allowed to uh, really participate, she got to go up yesterday as well. Uh, They come back. Everything goes as planned, smooth as silk. You know, it was also kind of cool was this rocket was being operated from the ground. The, the thing uh, that Richard Branson went up in last week had a pilot. Mm. This whole thing was being run from the ground. Run by an, from an actual Amazon truck. I believe it was, yeah. An Amazon drone. And um, it's it, it, so, you know, when NASA used to send astronauts up in outer space, those guys were on that rocket for hours before the thing took off. I think these four got on that rocket yesterday like th- they were supposed to take off at 9 o'clock. They didn't take off until like 9.12. Yeah. And, and then, I think they probably didn't get on until 9.10. And unlike, say, like uh, like Six Flags, they have to wait in line yeah. to get their turn on the ride. No. No line at all. But then they, you know, moseying out. Hey, what time is it? Oh, it's uh, 9 o'clock. Jeez, maybe I better go out there. You know, and they're not wearing any special clothing because they're not going outside. But when it was over, uh, Jeff Bezos uh tweeted and and thanked the individuals who i'm sorry he this he actually said this in a speech he uh thanked the individuals who made the launch possible including every amazon employee and every amazon customer saying you guys paid for all this well that's kind of obvious i mean you're a million a billionaire because people have bought uh amazon products now, I do know there is a, a whole other issue of the way Amazon employees are supposedly treated and paid and fired and productivity issues and things like that. And, and I don't do Twitter, so I have to see a story like this that shows a bunch of tweets to realize <coughs> the kind of backlash somebody can get. Mm-hmm. So he got some of these tweets are actually pretty funny. Uh, self-awareness, two star, uh, two stars. My regular order of fleecy hypoallergenic fabric softener sheets paid for space travel? <laughs> you know, not, not by itself. No. No, and neither I like to think that it was my recent purchase of simple human size and trash liners that pushed this over the top. You know, it, it's, it's funny that, that people would have this uh, you know, reaction because you know, I, I think most people don't really care for a guy like Jeff Bezos because he's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. But yet we are still all going to Amazon and buy our stuff. Uh-huh. Sure. So in a very real way, when he says, hey, thank you for paying for all this, guess what? We're also paying for the next flight. Up. Yeah. So and it, it, all the not, rest of them after that. <laughs> every single every single one of them. Now, I, you know, to me, the thing that really blew up yesterday, I mean, in spite of the comment he made, and, and I, you know, it, it is – it is somewhat uh, insensitive for him to point out that, uh, you know, his space travel rests on our back and our postage. I don't see um, it. 
uh, the the uh, the real reaction yesterday was that the rocket looked mysteriously yeah like a giant penis yeah that yeah. that's what was everywhere yesterday and if you've been on any of the social medias between that and the Greta Van Fleet uh, video that's all over the place that's all anyone's talking about. Well, I like I like the tweets. I wonder what the Amazon employees peeing in bottles and having every second of their workday tracked thought of this. And, and I don't uh, I don't really see the insensitivity. Again, the issue of the employees' work conditions, but he didn't really mention that. I mean, you know, saying I want to thank have to the men- employees. He, he doesn't have to mention that. He's mm. basically saying, I mean, it it, it, it is insensitive because. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of anecdotal stories about the mistreatment of employees and the the long hours and the, you know, the crushing pressure of of making sure that this company, which at one point was just selling books, is now selling everything we ever buy. Mm. Yeah, there is an insensitivity to that or just a, you know, a, a lack of a lack of empathy about what people have had to well, do in order to make sure that he can afford space travel. Well, you know, uh, there was another uh, recent billionaire who was very famous for making a lot of insensitive comments as well. Right. And getting away with seemingly every single one of them for at least five years. So if Jeff Bezos makes one comment one afternoon that seemingly upsets people, Maybe uh, we just move well, it's, on. It's a it's about scale, but it, you know, but nevertheless, you know, his one comment in today's society takes uh, takes a whole new life when it's introduced to social media. Yeah. Well, so, again, the insensitive comments from billionaires we've been putting up with for quite some time now. I don't know how this one rose to the top, except that it's the most recent. Because it's the most recent. That's yeah, exactly that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we were, if we had uh, reelected the guy, we right. would have a more recent comment by now I'm, that I'm, would make Jeff Bezos forgotten about. And I'm sure he will make his own comments. But nevertheless, uh, this is about Bezos, not about that other guy. Yeah, nevertheless, I, we talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about the giant penis, but you you want to talk about uh, tweets that you didn't see. You know, I mean. Uh, Every rocket looks phallic. Yeah, but not um, every rocket's got a mushroom head on it. Uh, well, or circumcised, for that matter. Well, it, nevertheless, you have to make it aerodynamic in order to get through <laughs> through the different levels of, of the atmosphere. Yeah. And then uh, to have re-entry. Ooh, yeah. Think, think about that. Talk about the re-entry. Now, the thing I... I, mean, I know that when we talked about it yesterday, the, the whole flight was designed to be very short 11 minutes 11 minutes That's it. it seemed like a whole lot less than 11 minutes it oh seemed, faster yeah it seemed like it's up and then all of a sudden the uh the the flight capsule is coming down like it mm. was like if you're inside the I mean, if you're inside this thing uh, you know, you're all excited. The anticipation of this uh, of the liftoff and you know entry into space, and then you know coming back down. You know, after 11 minutes, you're like that's that's all there was. My father my, my paid 25 million dollars <laughs> for that. My dad is going to be so pissed. Well, no, he knew going. That's the other thing we talked about this briefly yesterday. I I, I don't understand, <laughs> and of course, not being a parent probably is is, is part of it. But you know, um, if I were into that kind of stuff. Um, I would love to do that if I could afford it. If I were into that stuff and I knew one of my kids was into that stuff and I could afford it, 
I'd be going. And yeah. the kid would be staying on the ground where I'd be telling him, you make the money I make, and then you can buy it someday. But, but you see, to me, though, the issue would never be whether I'm the first or the youngest to go. I don't have to be the first at anything. You know, so now Bezos is now the second billionaire to uh, to go up into into space after uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, for this week. For, for this week. But the more these things happen, and I got to believe that we're not stopping here. We're going to keep on going and do this more than once. Uh, as time goes by, that $25 million price tag to get a seat. Oh, it's going to go down. It's going to go down yeah. exponentially. It's going to be like uh, Spirit. At some point, yeah, where where you'll be, you know, charged for you know any bag over thirty right. pounds, or you know, uh, you know what, whether you want the window seat or the middle, they're going to get charge you, and you're lucky if you even come down. And there's still going to be delays, and and uh, you know, your luggage will you know find it somewhere else in the in the uh, in the world. But 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 nevertheless, it's like if you know that's eventually going to wind up happening. Mm-hmm. Do you want to spend $25 million for, on that? For some reason, they do. And I, the thing I also haven't heard is, is whether or not this kid has any siblings. It's like, oh, how'd you, how'd you choose that kid to spend $25 yeah. million? I mean, he could very well be an only child. Yeah. Meanwhile, your dad is making you mow the lawn yeah. while your brother's up yeah. in space. Exactly. Well, you know, if you could have been more like your brother. You know, if you had taken out the trash, you could have gone too. I had an extra $25 million in my pocket. On the other hand, I bet Crystal McCullough's sisters. All right, you know, I don't need to, we don't need to go down just, that disgusting uh, road. Well. You know, I uh, I just don't uh, I just can't imagine because I have yeah I've got an eighteen year old kid and you uh, do yeah, yeah well she's seventeen but she she's at some point within the next twelve months will probably turn eighteen mm -hmm. and I've had two other eighteen year old kids in my uh, uh, throughout my life and I will say that uh, sometimes an eighteen year old kid. Uh, will be too focused on their phone to know what's going on around them in the world. Yeah. So I have a hard yeah. time uh, imagining that the kid didn't bring his phone with him to uh, either play Minecraft or look at TikTok videos. And Probably couldn't get a signal. And if that's the case, then I'm sure that even they're wondering why that Greta Van Fleet uh, video is taking up so much space in people's time. Yeah, he probably couldn't even get a signal. Yeah. I bet, I bet he left it behind. I'm pretty sure they had excellent Wi-Fi on that thing. You think Bezos would would give a, a, a moment up of a free wi of good Wi-Fi so he could sell sell more products? You don't you don't you don't know. I mean, uh, maybe you can't you, you supposedly can't get the internet in an airplane. That's only four, thirty thousand feet in the air, you bastard. Well, you know, son of a bitch is going to tell me I can't get my Wi-Fi yeah. thirty five thousand feet over Texas. I, I just uh, yeah, eleven minutes, and I'm paying that kind of money for my kid to do it. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'd, no. I'd rather All pay right. for me to do it, and maybe the kid can be proud of his dad. You want to you wanna go to, which do you want? You want to go to college? You want to go to the moon? I mean, they, they both cost the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one's going to be over in 11 minutes. And college, <laughs> at least, should last 11 weeks. <laughs> college may get to 12 minutes. Yeah. It's 722 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Force United. The Black Crows present Shake Your Moneymaker. Played in its entirety. Plus all the hits. July 25th at Xfinity Theater. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of Shake Your Moneymaker. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. The Black Crows present Shake Your Moneymaker.
Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's Shop Friday Tavern on the Hill? Correct. They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Tavern on the Hill, Mountainside Dining, Mountainside Barbecue. On Mount Tom at the Holyoke East Hampton Line, brisket, ribs, and pulled pork done low and slow over native oak. Sit on Tavern's big deck with a sweeping view of the Berkshire foothills. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. The Shop 30 store at rock102.com. It's 725 at Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss the Bax and O'Brien show, you can always check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group, and it's available on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Andy Summers from The Police. Again, all of that available on BaxandO'Brien.com. <laughs> great. A great slap down yesterday uh, in a Senate hearing from, uh, from Dr. Anthony Fauci of uh rand paul the uh kentucky rand paul rand paul uh, yeah uh the kentucky uh senator who thinks he's uh, the smartest guy in the world uh, about the vaccine and all other things medical except of course mowing your lawn when well, isn't he, he gets a- attacked by a neighbor and beaten the crap out of isn't uh rand paul or didn't he used to be a physician too he is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well that's just it so he thinks he's so you know smart and and Fauci yesterday says, uh, Senator Paul, you do not know what you're talking about. And I want to say that officially because Paul was saying something. Uh, oh, damn it. Now I can't remember his quote. Uh, but he was saying he was saying something stupid about either wearing masks or, or getting the vaccine. And then another uh politician is like, oh, I don't think the government should be getting into the business of mandating vaccinations. What are, what are those three? The kids have to have to get into school? Uh, measles, mumps, and rubella? Yeah, yeah. So Dip- Diphtheria? We've been doing this for years, sometimes against parents' wishes. I, I, don't, uh, I don't understand that argument. Mm. It's uh, 726 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Well, the- 7.30 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives $1,500 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com. And as always, use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Contractors have requested to withdraw their special permit application for a large Carbana Unana car processing facility in Southwick. In the letter, developers inform the Southwick Planning Board of their request to withdraw without prejudice from their proposed Carvana Unana car processing facility late Tuesday. Oh, for God's afternoon. sake. Hours before a scheduled public meeting where residents were expected to oppose the project. The 200,000 square foot car processing facility was planned for three properties in Southwick on College Highway, Feeding Hills Road, and... Uh, Zero feeding Hills Road. Oh, oh. That, that was the first. The z- Three properties? Yeah. 686 College Highway, 34 feeding Hills Road, and zero feeding Hills Road. But we don't know. See, again, we, we haven't heard a word about the sellers, and I don't know if those three properties mean three sellers or if they're just zoned as three properties and could all be the same owner. Um, but, you know, I mean, that, that was – I was always wondering about that too. It's like does the – person who uses that farmland uh, retiring deciding not to be a farmer anymore or just wants to cash out it could be any reason really yeah. I mean, it just you know who knows traffic was a huge concern for residents as the massive facility would have brought 2600 vehicle trips and 90 car carrier trips to and from the site daily 
Carvana Unana is not welcome in Southwick, said Zoe Falcon of Southwick. Zoe. Oh, Zoe. Whatever. So if any of you are watching, you're not welcome. Please don't ruin our community. Yeah. And stay out. Yeah. Stay out of the cat box. They made the, they made their point, and uh, they won. And, and for those of them, because they showed it on TV earlier this morning, some people in Southwick are like, well, I don't know. They could come back again. They're not. Yeah, they, I mean, they're they've not. already said, you know what, uh, maybe somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. People who work at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse on Tuesday oh, afternoon vented the state legislators and the state trial court officials about inadequate and poorly functioning <coughs> ventilation, water leaks, mold, and other deficiencies in the troubled building they, are say, they say are affecting their health. Gee, I don't know what it's like to work at a place that has mold and... <laughs> Mildew, mildew and yeah. unsightly, unhealthy conditions. Yeah, You're absolutely God. right. On the heels of a lung-based disease yeah. that has kept many people home <laughs> or dead. Good thing we don't know anything like yeah, that. Yeah, good right. thing we don't. But, uh, you know, and we've been hearing this about the, the Ireland uh, court building for quite some time. Two judges passing away from virtually the same disease, sharing virtually the same office, not sharing it, but having both used it over the course of their careers. And what I don't get is if you can move the trials over to the former movie cinema in uh, in in the Eastfield Mall because of COVID, why not just move the whole operation over there until you figure out either how to fix this other building or tear it down and build a new one? Well, I'm, I'm sure that's the argument that's being made. I mean, there are other places that you can move all the different things that go on yeah. in, the, in, the, in the courthouse. Especially if you have to tear that down and rebuild it mm -hmm. or move it. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's the thing I don't get. And, and you know, obviously it's a state decision. And, you know, there have been other courthouses around the state that have been built or rebuilt while we have been ignored here in Hamden County. Well, it, even more than that. I mean, there have been other... You know, less important, less crucial building projects that the state have got have funded, but yet this thing, which we have known about forever, has been, you know, overused, uh, you know, under maintained for years. Was this it? is not this is not new information that this place needs serious help. Wasn't the wasn't the federal building on uh, Main Street also a courthouse? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So why can't you use that? Yeah, I that. It, it's already, the, I mean, I don't know how much of the infrastructure of the building they changed when they stopped using it as a courthouse, but you change it back. If if you can use the movie theater to uh, to deal with uh, trials, mm -hmm. there's other places in town that are not being occupied that could be used for similar purposes. There's other places in that building. Yeah. Use other parts of the mall. Absolutely. But, you know, you can't just <coughs> allow business to go on in this building that is unsafe to use mm -hmm. whether it's you know ventilation or you know contamination or you know whatever it may be fumigation pasteurization masturbation uh, something's got to give uh the people in this county deserve a building that is safe and healthy said hamden probate judge claudine weiner i believe the people of hamden county deserve a new courthouse members Ju of the court judge weiner how should she really say it as a weiner i want to know court i want a new courthouse Order in the court. It smells and it's musty. Yeah. God forbid any one of us have to face Judge Weiner in court. Well, it's probate, so you know. even still, 
And thank God yeah. I live in Hampshire County. So there you go. <laughs> Members of the Rusty, bring in the next gay. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to bring in the next gay. What's the matter? Your relative died and you want the money? Yeah. <laughs> Members of the Courthouse's Environmental Committee, chaired by Weiner, met with the members of the Western Mass Legislative Delegation to provide an update of the status of the State Tree Courthouse, which contains the Superior and District Courts, Housing and Probate Courts, and the Register of Deeds Office. I don't understand why anybody hasn't sued yet, either. I don't... Are you allowed to sue the government? Uh, I don't know. There might be something in there that says, uh, you know, that's not going to happen. I don't know, but uh, for how many years has this been going on for? Seven hundred. Seriously, though. No, decades. Been going on for quite some time. Uh, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has announced the resignation of its top administrative official ahead of a media report probing his private romantic life and alleging possible improper behavior. Monsignor Jeffrey Burrill was the uh, conference's general secretary, coordinating a variety of administrative matters. The resignation was announced shortly before The Pillar, a Catholic news outlet, published its article saying data correlated to Burrell's mo- mobile device indicated he visited gay bars and private residences. Oh, it is a mobile device. Using uh, dating app Grinder, which is popular with gay people. Homosexual activity is considered sinful under Roman Catholic uh, doctrine, and priests are expected to remain celibate. Mm-hmm. Burrell did not have any immediate public immediate public comment. I'm sure. Or even later public comment. Yeah. This is, uh, this is what you can't do. While you're, while you're a month senior. No, you're not supposed to be doing the heterosexual stuff either. No, none of it. Uh, as you were mentioning earlier, John, wildfires in the American West, including one burning in Oregon that's currently the largest in the U.S., are creating hazy skies as far away as New York as the massive infernos spew smoke and ash into the air in columns up to six miles high. What was, the, what was that song? Um, five, eight miles high. Eight miles high. Eight miles high. Eight miles high. Skies over New York City were hazy Tuesday as strong winds blew smoke east from California, Oregon, Montana, and other states. Oregon's bootleg fire grew to 606 square miles, half the size of Rhode Island. Fires uh, also grew on both sides of California's Sierra Nevada and Alpine County, the so-called California Alps. The Taramac fire caused evacuations for several communities and grew to 61 square miles with no containment. The Dixie Fire, near the site of 2018's Deadly Paradise Fire, was more than 90 square miles and threatened tiny communities in the Feather River region, Valley region. And remember, this is the these are the same areas that, you know, a couple of weeks ago were having these god-awful heat waves while these fires are burning. I mean, I, I stood I stood over a grill last night making burgers in this kind of in this kind of humidity and uh, I was sweating my ass off. Oh, I you can't have... imagine fighting a fire. Don't you worry, you got plenty of ass left. Yeah. Fighting a fire in, in that kind of heat? Ugh, a forest fire when you're out there with a shovel. <laughs> That's what some of them use. Even those guys in the uh, the helicopters, you know, dropping uh, you know dropping water out of that uh, that bag, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, those are all air conditioned though. Yeah, but it's still heat rises. I mean, you're still yeah. over the fire. It's a little toasty. Yeah, and that smoke is coming in through the helicopter doors. No, it's not. It's being blown away by the rotors. Dude, you ever been in a helicopter before? Of course I've been in a helicopter before. Hundreds of times. No, you haven't. Thousands. The air, the way it cools off is by you going up in the helicopter. That's where the air is coming from. I know that when I was out in Hanoi getting evacuated. 
Well, then you would know that the smoke comes into the helicopter. Really? You served time in Vietnam? And served time? I was a free man. Sure you were. I was. <laughs> I was free. free Having lunch didn't... at Fo Saigon at the X is not exactly uh, spending time in Vietnam. 76-year-old Jack Lang of Oak Creek, Wisconsin, has been charged in connection with an incident. Uh, Oak Creek police say they were investigating as a murder uh, slash attempted suicide. Investigators say Lang shot and killed his wife, June, on Wednesday afternoon, April 16th, after 56 years of marriage because she was, quote, nagging him. He shot June in April? Yeah, isn't that weird? That's weird. Lang faces a felony count of first-degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon, and could face life in prison. But uh, I just want to get down to the the, the complaint part of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That uh, Lang told officials his wife had been nagging him for about three weeks and and said he had just had enough. The complaint says Lang told told officials his wife kept saying he was a J-off because he could no longer show her a good time. He also, sounds like life in prison is not a bad yeah, alternative. Sounds like he's already been serving, serving prison time. He says she also criticized him about having to have neighbors come over to do work around the house because he couldn't do it anymore. Lang says he and his wife argued about these things on the way home from uh, Potawatomi. Couples counseling. No, Potawatomi. I, I don't know. Potawatomi. Potawatomi. Uh, and Lang says when they got home, he just lost it. The complaint says Lang asked his wife to be quiet and lay off because I'm not feeling well. Well, what did you say about something about a suicide, too? Well, he um, he, it was uh, he murdered her. He planned to kill himself afterwards. Oh, I see. But he didn't get the chance to do that. When he realized, I don't need to kill myself. I just took care of my problem. (laughs) The uh, complaint says Lang told officials he loved her, but he couldn't take it anymore. And then he went to used to love her. That but he had to I kill. had yeah. to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She bit so much, she drove me nuts. <laughs> and is it I can still hear her complain, too? Isn't that what the next line is? Uh, I think you're right, yes. Uh, Lang, official, Lang told officials he asked his uh, wife to again to shut up and says even after he had the gun, she kept yelling at him from the other bedroom. That's when Lang says he went into the bedroom and shot his wife. According to the complaint, Lang told officials his wife was legally blind, but he told her he had a gun, and she said she didn't believe him. Because he couldn't show her a good time. For crying out loud, he took her to the casino. He couldn't show her anything. She was blind. Well, that's why he took advantage of the situation. Yeah, I mean, listen, a a couple in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, go to the Pottawatomie Casino. That's a big night out. I'm I'm trying to think. That requires a clean shirt. A movie or a TV show where where the guy's like, you know, Got a gun, and the and the wife is like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna use that. You're not a man enough to use that." <laughs> and then, boom, yeah. I can't remember if it was a cartoon or a movie or what it was, but that that no, definitely no, that was that was not a cartoon. It was a TV show, and I'm thinking of the same thing. They, I, yeah. Oh, was it uh, Ozark? Uh, I don't know. Although, I mean, I I I. I remember a scene uh, uh, just like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, where where a woman yeah. is challenging a man. Get, you don't got the balls yeah. to shoot me. You're not man enough. A rat tat tat. Uh, if you're a young man in China and have time on your hands, a Chinese sperm bank may have just the right summer program for you. Is this the one I showed you? Yes. <laughs> the uh, Human Sperm Bank of Shanghai is inviting college students to join a competition to see who has the best semen in order to promote reproductive health and recruit donors who are offered up to $1,160 for replenishing the bank's supply. You know, I've judged a few wing-eating contests. <laughs> 
But eleven hundred dollars? Yeah. Man, what I think of all that money? It <laughs> slipped through my fingers. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I got Bezos money in my uh, <laughs> in my pants. If you know what I'm saying. But I mean, how do they? How do they pick the judges? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those paint and sip things where you go and you paint a picture. <laughs> oh, this is a nice twenty-three-year-old uh, from the Fapa Valley. <laughs> Studies have shown declining sperm counts among men globally. Although scientists have continued to de- mass debate what is causing the decline and whether the trend indicates rising male infertility. Chinese sperm banks have, in recent years, reported a general de- decrease in sperm quality. According to the state media reports, again, who's checking the quality? How much sperm do you got to donate to get a toaster? <laughs> it's not Wait, like, a, it's not like two, an MGM two, two giveaway. Two slice or four. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an MGM giveaway where you bring your players club card for <laughs> donating so many times and you get a free gift at the end of the week. Yeah, but you should. I mean, it's like, like the old bank promotions. <laughs> well, like uh, second runner-up prizes, though, too. Yeah. You know, the best sperm gets the money. The second and third, you get the toaster and maybe even an air fryer. Like a gift card or something. Facing growing demand for fertility treatment, some sperm banks have sought to encourage donations by paying men more in campaigns to reduce the stigma of visiting a sperm bank. Uh, Chen Ziang, a doctor at Shanghai's Renji Hospital in charge of the sperm bank, told the local news outlet, the uh, paper something, that the uh, contest was aimed at reminding university students to take care of their reproductive health at an early age. You know, I'm watch- I'm listening to um, a CNN report this morning mm. about the uh, the Olympics and how that whole thing about they made the beds so people can't have sex on them right. was not true. Right, that has been proven false. Uh, but one of the ladies was like, you know, uh, what happens is these athletes train for years and they need a release at the end. That's why they have so much sex. That's why they're distributing so many condoms throughout Tokyo. But they're distributing the condoms and saying these are not for you to use here. These are for when you go back home. These are for you to take home. Well, then why would you give them out then? But they also got that one bag from uh, Bob Sacramento's father. And then they found out later they were defective. (laughs) Well, that's not good. No, No, that's not not at all. all. No. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be humid today and then thunderstorms this afternoon, severe thunderstorms throughout the Pioneer Valley with a high of 80. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 80. It is 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that is your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your tub and shower are overdue for an upgrade. The contractor horror stories make you keep... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53. And ACDC and Rock 102. Supposedly some uh, morning sunshine. And then uh, actually they were just showing uh, the national map a few minutes ago on the Today Show. And the rain uh, that will be coming today along the East Coast is actually not going to make it this far inland. It looked like it's going to run down the coast. But, I don't know, 22 was saying between noon and 4 we were going to have rain. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Rock 102 wants to uh, boost your bank account this month with Rock 102's Summer Stimulus. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Listen every weekday between now and July 30th when we give out the day's keyword of the day. When you hear it, you go to rock102.com and you enter it for a chance to win the Daily National Prize 
of a thousand bucks. It's Rock One Two Summer Stimulus, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at their website, DaveMinerRoofing.com. It's all part of the classic rock summer right here on Rock One Hundred Two. Today's keyword, John, <laughs> is the word surf. Surf. S I R P H. No, it's S U R F. Oh, that one. Surf, as in like Charlie, don't surf from Apocalypse Now. That's uh, that's what if the they one. accident put uh, like uh, like a butler or a. Uh, a slave. S E R F. No, no, can't no, do that. No, absolutely not. It's S U R F. The okay. word surf. So, uh, so good luck to you. Coming up in uh, in just a little bit, uh, just a little, uh, a few minutes. Doctor Wes Chesterson, uh, who has been on our show many, many times, has got brand new music. He's actually got some uh, some pretty interesting announcements to make. Announcements. Yes. Coming on here to make announcements. Well, it's kind of a, an announcement. It's a. It's kind of like a reveal. You could say, and what uh, that he's not a real doctor. I, like we said, I don't think anyone really believed he had an actual medical license to practice. He told me it was a tongue depressor. Yeah, but that's not exactly. Uh, I don't know why I had to wear the blindfold. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why he's not an actual doctor. But he'll be in the studio in just a few minutes, and we'll actually uh, hear a couple songs. Uh, from him. Brand new stuff. It's 755 and Rock 102. Are you ready to get back? Right track with the IRS. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 on Rock 102. What the hell was that? That is uh, the latest track from Dr. Wes Chesterson. And uh, for the first time in a very, very long time, he's uh, he's in the studio. Good, yeah. to, good to see you. Hey, what's up, guys? Doctor. So, nice to see you again. It's been a while. It so, has been. So that's, uh, that's a new track called uh, Double Agent. And in fact, there's a bunch of uh, new music coming out, right? That's right. Yeah, that's uh, the first of five for this round. I've got a full album coming out. But then uh, my 12-year-old nephew told me that they don't put albums out on the internet anymore. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, what do I do? He's like, yeah, you just put one track out at a time. They're singles now. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Like so, a lot of... 
Like a lot of people releasing EPs as opposed to full blown out albums. Exactly. So yeah. that's what this is. There's a five song EP, and then there's going to be another five song EP in the fall. And then I'm going to slap them together and get some vinyl pressed. And it'll be an actual album then. And that'll be an LP. An LP. Yeah. Right. Go yeah. from EP to LP to, to XLP, I yeah. believe it And is. then the double album. Yeah, right. And, yeah, know, right. And then, then, then the, then the box, box set. set. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of you got to do that too. Yeah. Now, yeah. We, were, we were talking <laughs> off the air about that song, and you were saying uh, who the sax player is. Yeah, the sax player is a guy uh, named Tim Capello. And he was in T- Tina Turner's band in the early 80s. And if, there, if you YouTube Tina Turner, private dancer, and he pops up and there's this nine minute version. He's the guy with the leather pants and no shirt. No and shirt. Looked, yeah. Built like a, yeah. like a linebacker. Yeah. I he, do remember him. So the way I found him, right? I So I, we recorded the track and I had my horn section do the track. And, and they were great. And the sax player on and the horn section was wonderful. But um, there was a certain sound I was looking for, you know, that 80s sax. And I was right. like, eh, I, I got to find it. I didn't know what it was. And I'm doing laundry in my living room one day, folding clothes. And the TV's on that movie The Lost Boys is on. <laughs> and, you know, they go to that vampire beach party on the beach. And there's he's in that. And he plays the sax and that. And I hear the sax. I went, oh, my God, that's it. I turn around and I see him. And I'm like, that's the guy. Got to get him. So I, like, hunted him down on the Internet. And I found him on, you know, Cameo, where you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I found him on Cameo. I paid fifty bucks for a personal message from this guy, but I, I sent him the message, and I'm yeah. like, yo, I don't, I don't really care about the message, the message so much, but I want you to play on this stuff. And he's like, yeah, all right, brother, just send me the track, and I'll get it back. And he did for fifty bucks. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I oh, pay him. That was that, just, yeah, you yeah, know, fifty yeah. bucks is for the hello. Yeah, yeah right, that was the right. hello. Yeah, the grease <laughs> fee. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So you actually fold your laundry in the living room? I do watching television. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that too. That's, that's, Why? Where do you do that's it? That's what I took out of all of that. That's all you yeah. got. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm curious. Where do you, where do you fold your laundry? The bathroom? Yeah. I, no, where do you I do fold it? it and I fold it in the uh, in the laundry room. Oh, you uh, yeah. oh you have a laundry room? Well, no. I mean, I the washer and dryer is in the, are in the basement, and I, I take the uh, stuff out of the dryer and I fold it there. So you'd rather hang out in the basement and do your laundry? It's than not about. I don't look at it as a hangout. I look at it as a. I, I live alone. Oh, okay. I live alone. Shocking. I wear the same clothes for a week. You know, I do a lot of laundry. It's three socks and a shirt. I I've been home for fifteen I months. I, I understand that. Okay, 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 okay. Now you you had a you had a, a, a rough year. A lot I had of, a hell of a year. Uh, a lot had had gone on uh, in your life, including. Uh, I know you, you're okay with talking about yeah. this. You know, both your parents died from from COVID they within did. within two weeks of each other. It's yeah, a it's horrible right. situation. It, is horrible. it was bad. Yeah, and it was in the first wave of uh, COVID. So it was. Uh, um, my dad got it. He was in the hospital for another health related issue, and then picked it up in there. Came home a week and a half later. Went back in. Uh, with the COVID, uh, we lost him 48 hours later. Wow. The next day, my mother went in with it. Um, she lasted two and a half weeks and then, uh, but the, you know, and you can't make this stuff up. I mean, no. I, I was her healthcare proxy and I ended up, I had to make the decision to end life support on mother's day. Oh, it's like, you, you know, it was like a, the only, when people ask me about it, the only way I can describe it is it was like being in an episode of the twilight zone wrapped in a Stephen King novel. Yeah. It was just, yeah. it was horrible. That so is bad. It yeah. was rough, but you know, the thing is, uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, I, this is when all my quote unquote whatever fans, followers, I, I it really didn't, it was amazing. So many people reached out, like the love and support, 
you know, yeah. complete strangers would message me telling me their stories about someone they lost. And, and to be honest, like I talked to Steve about it, Nagel, I was like, you know, uh, I, I really leaned on his experience with him losing his wife because I'm like, if, if he can get through that and the way he handled it was such grace and, you know, it really was inspiring. So, yeah. and, he's a, and he's a jerk. I mean, that's, I that's know, the right? thing that's, it, right? I know. I'm yeah. like, well, if that guy can get through it, I don't know, I'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, really, it was, it was, it was humbling and, uh, you know, a lot of silver linings throughout the thing. So, yeah. But it, but it inspired you to get you know back to work too and 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 produce music and start writing and doing stuff. I mean, I, I watched uh, my wife and I watched you do a live stream uh, event during this. We oh, were, right, we, were, right. we were right there with you. Yes. Uh, and then, but then you also wrote some some songs you know about the experience too. I did. Yeah, yeah. Those those I I I did. I put I put one in particular out. Uh, it's called I Ain't Ready, and that's out there. I that was a. Uh, Actually, the night after I think my dad passed, or sometime, and I don't even remember. It's all such a blur. Mm. But uh, this song just kind of like came out in like ten minutes, and I just was like, I got to write and record because you know, for me, that's what I do. music's my outlet. It's my release. It's what yeah. I do. So uh, I was like, I'm just gonna get this out now. And I'm not one to like really put. I mean, as you know, all of my stuff up to now has been hip hop, and it's been pretty funny and whatever. But uh, so this is the first real time I've been kind of putting myself out there in any real way i've always wondered this about any uh, of the uh, performers whether it's you know the big time or or excuse me even local guys like yourself even even small nothing's right, small, like yeah, small yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but anybody who does this what comes first the the words or the music it's different like sometimes you know i'll have some lyrics i've written mm. and then you know i'll have this melody or something but Sometimes, like the the song I wrote about my my dad and my mom, um, that was like fully formed, and those are the ones that like you hear other you know artists talk about it and songwriters like Dylan. I think he like you know just poops out songs like all of Highway sixty one in the studio, right? right? right. Um, yeah, that one just like it kind of just came through you, and I like to. Th- I mean, I think they gave it to me. You know, I think they gave it to me, mm, and yeah. so that song was fully formed in about ten minutes. Wow! Yep. I know, I know uh, you and your sister have uh, started a, a scholarship fund in your your parents' name. Tell mm-hmm. me, tell me us uh, about that. Well, I'm gonna be I, before I do that. I think it's time. I mean, because it's their last name isn't Westchesterson. And Their they, last name is not West Chesterson. And, and they didn't pay for you to go to medical school. I thought your last name was Chesterson. No, it's not. I'm going to come clean with you. My real name is not Dr. West Chesterson. Now, look, this is the first time I've ever admitted this in public, and this will be the only time. And then after this interview, I'm going back to being Dr. West Chesterson, okay? But Wes is not your first name. Well, my first name is Dr. Oh, oh that's, I thought you were already went to medical school. I didn't realize. No, I told you he didn't. Name. No, yeah. my name, my real name is Mark Scortino. And, um, <laughs> that's funny. Come on. I know. You're I making know. that up. I'm not. It's true. I know you thought I was a real doctor. And, oh, by the way. Uh, to Mark clari- Scortino. Yeah, I know. Can I clarify something, too, before we get into the thing? Uh, sure. Uh, I was. Listening to your interview with Andy Summers, amazing, by the way, your podcast. I'm Thank a huge you. fan. Uh, on the way up, as that episode ended, I've turned, switched it back over to Rock 102, just in time to hear, you, John, you insinuate that I examined you, gave you an examination, <laughs> and perhaps put a f- my fingers I some... didn't know. I didn't say finger. I said it was a tongue depressor. A tongue depressor. Yeah, well, that's what you no, said you... before the blindfold oh, okay. went on. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm just going to go on the record. I have never put a tongue depressor or any other body part anywhere near John O'Brien. I've shook, shook his hand. That's as far as yeah. I know. Well, I, I don't know I would, whose body part it was. but right. You know, the blindfold. Right? Yes, didn't know. exactly. Oh, by the way, I would leave it at that. That's a good policy. <laughs> yeah, we'll that's a good that. policy. It really seemed proportional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that my sister and I felt would be a good thing to do would be to kind of try and, um, you know, do something to you know, remember my parents and, and do something good with it. And they were both in education. My mom was a, uh, a teacher's aide at the Laura Pioneer Valley Educational Collaborative over in uh, West Springfield, and she was in the landscape design department. My dad was a business administrator at Wilbraham Schools. So, you know, education was really important to them. So we started a scholarship fund, a memorial scholarship fund. It's called the Richard and Holly Scortino uh, Memorial Scholarship Fund. Very creative title. And um, it it basically benefits one student per year uh, from the LPVEC. So we just awarded the first scholarship this past uh, May, and uh, went to this really nice girl named Emma. And uh, it was it just it was great. My That's sister cool. and I went. We helped. We presented the uh, scholarship. So uh, you know, and it, it's people again, like people like we didn't even know through Facebook, social media. They were just donating, and yeah. it was just humbling. It was so nice. So uh, anyway, that's out there. So. You that's know, cool. try to do some good things. That's but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, podcasts, you got one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started one with my buddy Rich out on Block Island. It's called Two Guys on Block Island. And uh, we based- it's a, And it's based it's almost in Block Island. Where's that based? It's based on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost as original as the yeah. name of the foundation. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, my creative juices are spent. I, I guess so, <laughs> in yeah. In certain areas. All yeah. dried up. Dried up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, we did. It's fun. You know, Block Island's an interesting place, as you know, and it's going through a weird change. Like for a long time, Block Island was just like nobody knew about it, and now everyone knows about it. It used to be like Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket. So it's you know we're we're facing <laughs> a lot of issues as this little small seven mile long by three mile wide island in terms of all these people pouring in, right. and it's work you know overwhelming. So. It's it's the place people would go when Martha's Vineyard was full. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. We're right. like the over the spillover. I've yeah. never never been. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Right. There's a kid. It's great. Yeah. How do they get all the wood over there to build stuff? All it all comes on the ferry. The ferry takes yeah. the wood over. Everything. All the all the hardware and stuff. All of it. Gas, wow. food. It all gets trucked over. So everything must be super expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. it's not quite like Nantucket prices, but mm. it's getting there. Oh, Nantucket's worse. And the oh yeah. Oh. But I mean, the interesting thing about this podcast is, is one of the things we're trying to do is is we're talking a lot of these old timers that have born and raised on the island. And there was a time not up until like the mid 60s when, you know, tractor trailers weren't coming over because the ferries weren't big enough. So anything that came over had to be loaded on by hand, loaded off by hand. It was like, you, you, and then it, delivered by foot. Then, yes, yeah. pretty much yeah. by you know horse and carriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the mopeds came in, and that oh, changed everything. Oh, so yeah. we we can't yeah. talk about the you mopeds. Yeah. Touchy, subject. Touchy subject. Touchy yeah. subject. So the the new music is is uh, has been coming out every other every Monday? other Monday. Yeah. So actually, the the song you just played will be a, it's that was the world premiere because that oh. hasn't even that's coming out this Monday. That track, Double Agent. Yeah, it's all on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. And as of when will you be back to being Dr. West Jesserson? The second I leave this studio. As soon as you leave the room. <laughs> That's Not right. even the building. No. <laughs> the, the, the room. room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. Well, right. This is a safe place. That's why I've always yeah. felt this is not a safe place. Yeah. Uh, I got news for <laughs> Don't you. Don't kid yourself. This became a very dangerous place a while ago. <laughs> You've smelled our hallway. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like a 
men's gym locker in here. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, was John it's... bringing his laundry to do down there? <laughs> no. Hey, if, if someone wanted to find out more about the uh, the scholarship fund, what should they do? Uh, they should uh, uh, wait until I get my act together and, and maybe email you the thing so you can okay. share it around because I forget, actually. Well, my sister's going to kill me. If there's anything we can do uh, to help you with that, you let us know. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. You. Mark right. Scartino or Dr. West Chesterson, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. It's good to see you. Good to see you guys. Can't Thanks for having me. hear what your name will be next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Lipschitz. <laughs> <laughs> now that I believe. Yeah. That's a name I can right. believe. It's 825 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's 828 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. This uh, summer we're celebrating uh, the iconic duo of Bacon and Brews, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Join us at the Log Cabin Sunday, August 22nd from noon to 3 for a big bacon and craft beer-themed bash. Bacon and beer. Bacon and beer. Uh, it's like uh, we've taken two events, combined mm-hmm. them into one for one amazing event. Your mission includes all kinds of bacon-inspired foods created by the Log Cabin chefs. There'll be a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to please the palate, plus live music from the uh, James Paul Band and a double dose of Dave. Plus a lot of other great stuff, too. Tickets are available at rock102.com. They're on sale now. You've got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's Bacon and Brews, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. August 22nd, the Log Cabin in Holyoke, part of the Classic Rock Summer on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So I was reading something uh, earlier this morning about the uh, Football Hall of Fame induction this year. Yeah. is going to be a combination of 2020 and 2021 because they didn't have one last year, obviously, because of COVID. So uh, 19 members will be going in. So they are limiting their remarks to six minutes apiece, which if you think about that, 19 people at six minutes apiece is still going to be a long time. But they're going to do uh, – um, I'm sorry. Remark to six minutes. Yeah, six minutes. An Academy Award style musical cue will end each speech at eight minutes if necessary. So they're asking them to do six, and then they're giving them a buffer zone of two minutes. Yeah. And then they're saying, okay, then we're going to start playing music to, to get you off the stage. <laughs> you know, I don't know if the Broadcasting Hall of Fame is planning to do the same thing. Well, we, we have a time limit. That's what I mean. Yeah. But are they going to play us off? I believe they go into commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, like they would do for us if we went too long. Or we just get hooked. We get the hook. I uh, I don't know uh, for sure. I I know that uh, that our time to speak is brief. Mm. The person introducing us uh, is even briefer. Right. And uh, and the person introducing them is even briefer. Even briefer. Because yeah. I mean, but there's only. It was like a, I think nine of seven, us. Not, well, seven others, I think. Yeah. And us. And us. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, they got to talk about two people. Yeah. yeah and, and, that ain't going to be easy. But we're, the, we're only the second ever two person induction. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, there's uh, this Tommy Heinsohn and. Uh, and and, uh, and that other guy. Uh, Dave Gorman. Yeah. And then, but there's also Click and Clack. We're also uh, the, uh, the the car guys, clicking clack. Yeah, no, there have been there are we are. I think we're like the third or fourth. But they told us that we were only the second uh, radio. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Yeah. Okay, so who are these clicking clack guys? Oh my God, they were. Were they on TV? No. Well, I mean, they. I think they did a little bit of TV, but it was a radio show out of Boston 
forever. I know we're like maybe. Oh, so those two basketball guys are TV. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. I, I, I got it. But we are only, I believe, only the second radio people in Western Mass yeah. to have uh, been inducted. So Only the second radio people in Western Mass. Yeah. And I think the uh, the last guy uh, died 50 years ago. So oh. I, I don't even, yeah. I don't know what Good. the- We're not riding his coattails. No. And I, I'm, I'm not even sure he's going to be there. So we'll see what happens. It's 832. News is next to Rock 102. Life has changed since COVID-19. A lot. Alani.com. 835 at Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The heavy July rain has left area swimming enthusiasts with fewer and fewer options. A combination of high bacteria levels and structural damage have closed the Green River swimming area in Greenfield indefinitely. Now, how will the people take a bath? No, I have to go to the outhouse. And uh, now the town of Amherst has announced uh, that two popular swim areas, Puffer's Pond among them, have been closed until further notice because higher than acceptable E. coli levels. Another concern is high water levels, which have created potentially dangerous swimming conditions in a number of area rivers and waterways. The how about water's people's, just too damn high. How about people's pools? Oh, well, mine, uh, it has the spillway on it. Mm -hmm. So when the water does get uh, to a higher level, it starts spilling out throughout the filter thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, you're right. There are people probably with in-ground pools that have issues uh, of the water level being too high. What happened to the uh, the good old-fashioned uh, urban swimming pool where you take... Uh, you take the uh, things off the uh, the fire hydrants and you walk through those for a while. Yeah, that's uh, really frowned upon, but... Uh I'm sorry, Steve. I wasn't following that. Mm-hmm. An above-ground above pool yeah. you fill to a certain level. Is it? Is it? And it's a predetermined level. Yeah, it's usually like halfway up the filter box, like on the side of the pool, like inside the pool. There's that box where the water filters in and uh, out. Okay. So you usually put it up to like the second, like screw on that one. Okay. So then, with all of this rain, yeah, does the pool? Fill to the top, yeah, well, or where now, is it all run out? Well, see where where that water level is. If it goes any higher than that, mm. it just starts spilling over the side out of the filter exit. Yeah. Oh, that's why you rarely so, see a unless you got one of them infinity pools. Yeah, mm. uh, you rarely see a pool like uh, overcrest the top. But yeah. uh, hey, it's been saving me money because I haven't had to turn the hose on. Because every once in a while, you got to put a couple inches in the pool when the you know water splashes out. <laughs> oh yeah. A couple inches in the pool. Yeah, that's right. That's what I said, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> I also my uh, my uh, internet based uh, lawn watering system continually not turning on. I get a I get a notice that says uh, it won't be running today. Oversaturated uh, lawn. Mm-hmm. So well, I've been saving all kinds of money. I think at least you know it's working. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's working, but it's it doesn't need to turn on because we got more than enough. For- there's a golf tournament that I know of yesterday that they uh, they played in. No carts allowed. Because no so carts sad. at yeah. all? Yeah. Well, not even on the cart path? Not even on the cart path. Because of the ground so wet yep. that uh, they don't want to risk uh, tearing up the yeah. green. Everybody had to walk. Yeah, and then you got to take yeah, a poncho man. with you just in case. And an know. umbrella. 
Nah, I wouldn't want to do that. Nah, that's not the way I I like to golf. I don't, no. I don't like mud golf. But I really don't. You know, you I think, don't like rain golf. You think about all these uh, nonprofit organizations that are running golf tournaments mm-hmm. right now. Uh, what a crappy days that they've been having, especially yeah. over the weekends. But true golfers, which I am not, will play in the rain. They, they'll play until there's lightning, and then and then the course basically forces you off. But they'll play out there in the rain. Don't bother them. Like that last second in Caddyshack where he uh, yeah. finally gets the... Yeah, hit by lightning. Yeah, by I lightning. keep playing. Yep. But the heavy stuff's coming down for a while. Uh, speaking of uh, water capacities, Quabbin Reservoir holds hundreds of billions of gallons of water, and it's nearing full capacity. 22 News received multiple reports saying that the reservoir is just about full. The mass what. Water Resources Authority has not yet returned calls in regards to the reservoir, but on their website it says the Quabbin is 91% full as of July 1st. Well, they can't find the phone because it floated off the desk. That's why they're not returning calls. Um, That'd um, be my guess. A man picking berries in the area said that he has never seen so much rain in a short period of time. A man picking berries. Hello there, young berry picker. Would you like to be interviewed for a news story? How... Yes, I I would like to do the interview, but I don't want you to identify me by name. Uh, identify me as an area berry picker. AJ Berry Picker, industrialist, <laughs> pickerist, <laughs> bicyclist. Uh, you know, if we can take water from a body of water in a bucket to go put out a fire. Why can't we move it from one place to another? You're talking about the Quabbin almost being full. Remember the they they showed a picture the other day from uh, Lake Mead, and they and they showed like you know you could see the water mark in the rock. Yeah, I, I just and, saw it. Yeah, a few weeks ago, when and I was it's out way there. way down. Why don't we uh, Why don't we shovel a bunch of water over there from the Quabbin? I don't think it works that way. They don't take it that far. No, <laughs> for one bucket of water, I think it would probably you know uh. it's like <laughs> carrying a, a tray full of coffee with no lids on it. Like, like you're holding a bucket and passing yeah. it like it's the Olympic it, torch. It's a bucket brigade. It's just going yeah. from Massachusetts to Nevada by the. Well, who would have thought that a water source in the middle of the desert would be drying up anytime soon? Well. It has been there for thousands of years, but uh, global warming certainly isn't helping. It was a uh, it was pretty uh, eye opening to see those water levels when the you know this guy was the tour guide was like you know, you see where that line is there yeah. and that's where that water was only ten years ago and it was way down. Tour, like, tour guide or berry picker? <laughs> a berry picker. Yeah, I, I picked up a random yeah. berry picker in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Come here, berry picker. We need some information on this. How low is the water? Really just a raisin picker. Uh, but uh, there was something I was going to say about this whole uh, water thing. Oh, I was up at the uh, the Nightfield Dam in Huntington yesterday, uh, taking the kids for bike rides up there. Mm-hmm. And they, they were it, it's pretty high. And nope. I in the boat launch area, you can't even you can't go in there right now. But uh, it's still not like to capacity. Mm. And it, there was an Army Corps of Engineers uh, employee walking uh, near us, and I said, to, "You know, how is this? Is this ever go over the spillway?" And she's like, "No, it has. It, it it hasn't gone over the spillway, but the water level has reached that white marker up at the top. Wow. Mm. So it has been that high, but it's still you got a long way to go before that happens." What's the spillway? About a thousand pounds. <laughs> I see what you did yeah, there. That's, that's yeah, like a play on words, yeah, yeah, like, a, like, a, yeah. like a clever way of uh, doing a pun. Mm-hmm. 
A car crashed into a Bilton at the Gulf gas station on McKinstry Avenue in Chicopee this morning. It happened in the area of 707 McKinstry Avenue just before 3 a.m. The car crashed into the window of the convenience store. No word yet from officials about any injuries or what caused the crash. But, hey. You get free. You get five cents off a gallon now. No, I don't think you do. There's you don't. No uh, you don't join the club. Not by driving into the building. No. Hmm. Maybe they were distracted. I'm trying to think about. There's a mural on the side of that building, and I and I can't remember. Does the uh, mural say "Enter Here"? No. And in fact, it doesn't even say "Closed." But uh, maybe that's what distracted him. Although looking at the crash, the way they showed it on 22 this morning, I don't even know how it happened because the road was perpendicular to the car or the car was perpendicular to the road well maybe maybe it was the road perpendicular to the car uh <laughs> eventually yes maybe the, maybe the road shifted no nah, i don't and, think uh, so. no, that think doesn't happen possible. hey uh here, here's a good question uh what's the pettiest reason you've ever rejected someone over um a laugh a survey online uh, asked people for the pettiest reason they've ever rejected someone, and the highlights include uh, she had the same name as my mom. Well, that's kind of dumb. Her name was Mom? No, it's whatever the name of the mom was. Her name was Mrs. Baxendale? He held his knife like a pen. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. That is kind yeah. of weird. It's very strange. Uh, so vexing. She kept yeah. putting ellipses everywhere in texts. Um, an eclipse? Ellipse. Ellipse. What is it? What is that? That's different like, shape. Yeah. A what? Like shapes, like different shapes. In her texts? Yeah. Like the like instead of emojis, it was the uh, the ellipses, the thing. Like the. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe them. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't even know what they are. Where Where do you get them in a text? Well, it's a total ellipse of the heart. Oh, is of what course. We're looking right. for. Yeah. Like a like a. It's like a. Like a graph, like a—I don't know how to describe. Well, it. it would be like a—if I say the word, like a like a geometrical plane. It's not an airplane. It's 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 a shape, but it's hard to describe. You know, verbal. I'd have to draw. Oh, it or you could just Google it. And there it is, right that. there. Yes, now I see what that. it yes. is. Uh, she had. I a, like to send parabolas instead. She had. I don't even. What the hell is a parabola? Oh, let's not get into another no. one. She had a live, laugh, love sign on her living room wall. Eh, everybody. Well, not everybody, That's, but a lot of people do. All of a sudden, I'm starting to sound normal. You I mean, I only dumped someone over a laugh. These people are. Yeah, these I, people are insane. I I, I saw a, a girl in college for like one date mm -hmm. uh, who had a. It was like a blind date, and it, it was. Uh, it, she had. She must a, not have a, seen you. No, it was a laugh that sounded like a wounded seal, and like it's, like Elmer Fudd sitting on a juicer. No, it was more like a <laughs> one of those things. And I'm like, oh my god, there's no yeah. way, there's no way there's going to be date number two. No, you know you got to watch out for. You got to watch out for the ones that have the signs like it's not a hangover, it's the wine flu. <laughs> That, that they say that, yeah, or they have, or they they have, have the sign house. hanging out of house. Both. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, he. I'm sorry. He didn't use pillowcases. He owned them, but never actually put them on the pillows. Even when he had company. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, says the guy without a bed frame. It's it's no, one that's number thing. Six. <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
What? It's one thing for what? It's one thing to not have pillowcases, but mm-hmm. I mean, to, to still keep them off when you know you're going to have company? Well, the pillowcases are there to keep your greasy head from damaging yeah, the yeah, pillows. So those Otherwise pillows, your pillows stink. Yeah, and by the, the way, there's not been a single complaint ever of uh, the lack of a bed frame. Ever. Well, sometimes people don't need to say it, John. Yeah, they you don't know. Just look they, at it. Yeah, they, they can, can be telling all their friends. You're not going to believe what this guy doesn't have in his house. Well, they usually don't notice it because they're unconscious. He refused to eat any kind of vegetable at the age of 25. Of any kind of, of vegetable. Any kind of vegetable. Hmm. Would that include like a potato from a French fry? Uh, every time I asked what she would uh, like to do, it was annoying. I don't know. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. Uh, I broke up with my eighth grade boyfriend right before Christmas so I wouldn't have to buy him a gift. Well, that's right, actually that's practical. What kind yeah. of Christmas gifts are you buying at eighth grade? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Uh, a flower. Something simple snap, and cheap. snap yeah. bracelet, perhaps. Uh, he dropped something and said, whoopsie. Oh, yeah. I dumped that. <laughs> well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That's all I have for well, there you uh, go. We're, yeah. we're done with all of this. It's a, let's see, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, not going to be too nice. Going to be some thunderstorms uh, severe later on this afternoon with a high of 80 tomorrow. Uh, sunny, but a high of 81. It is 70 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. What's 